I don't know if anyone else can relate to this, but growing up, the living room was the meeting place for adults to talk about whatever and whoever they wanted without the presence of kids. Now that I'm grown, I have created my own living room. Let's talk about it. What are you waiting for? A new episode starts now. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Living Room Podcast. I am your host, Adrienne, and let me just start off by saying I'm so happy to be here. It has been a week. Like, life has not been life in for real, and I'm just happy to be here. I am happy to be here. I'm happy to talk with you all. I'm so happy to just, like, unplug from my everyday life and just spend the next 45 minutes to an hour talking with y'all so welcome 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 i'm so happy y'all are here i hope that y'all have had a great week thus far um today's gonna be interesting today is going to be interesting today's episode is going to be very interesting gonna be a little different for one we do not have any special guest this week nope not one y'all just got me y'all just got y'all's lovely host this episode just me and y'all and guess what we gonna kick it we gonna really kick it and not only are we gonna kick it i'm gonna go ahead and forewarn y'all there is no structure to this episode I did not complete a run of the show. I did not go over what I really wanted to talk about. Like, it's nothing about today's episode is going to be professional. Everything about today's episode is definitely going to give in the living room vibes. Like, literally everything about it. And that's okay because that's the entire point of this podcast anyway. You know? And... For those of you who are like, well, you know what? We really don't even know the point of the podcast. Like, we don't even know why one day you just out the blue told us, I got a podcast. You should listen to it. Like, we don't even know the what behind it. I'm glad you said that. I'm very glad you said that because let's talk about it. Let's talk about the why the what the how behind the living room podcast with adrienne well i think it goes without saying that i am adrienne um so there we go on that part check aside from that the living room for me growing up as a child and even into being a teenager and now being a full-grown adult with full-grown responsibilities there is something and there is an certain amount of peace attached with a living room for me personally like I don't know some of y'all might be in the trenches some of y'all might you know hate being in the living room with gin pop like I, I can't speak for everybody but for me personally there is a peace associated with the living room. Now, mind you, I'm not always in my living room. Nine times out of 10, I am in my room. But that one out of 10 time that I am in the living room, I am always at peace, like as an adult. And then like growing up, like anytime I was ever in the living room, like it was always with most of my family. It was always usually associated with like a holiday or something because I told y'all before my mama didn't play them sitting on her furniture game. So we weren't really even allowed in the living room on a regular day. Like it had to be a holiday. It had to be a special occasion. So I think that's why I cherished the living room so much as a kid. And I still do because it was like special occasion type vibes. Like my mama was one of them people. If you know, you know, um, but it was always laughter. It was always good vibes. It was just, it was everything like 
it was everything that's the only thing I could really come up with y'all like it was really honestly and truly everything for me growing up so naming the podcast the living room podcast like I knew that I want to create a platform where men women black white brown yellow indifferent whatever could be safe because I personally feel like we live in a world now where safety does not exist safety does not exist for the black man safety does not exist for the black woman as of lately with the overturn with Roe versus Wade safety doesn't exist for any woman Safety does not exist for a person who chooses to have a sexuality outside of what the next person may think is okay. Safety doesn't exist. And I truly believe that no matter where people are in life, safety should never be an issue. It should never be the idea of when I go outside my door today, am I going to be punished because of the color of my skin? If I go outside my door today, am I going to be traumatized because of my sexual preference? You know, so I knew that I just wanted to create a platform that created a safe space for everyone. And I wanted to create a platform that allowed people to really relate to the things that I talk about. Now, mind you, I know my content that I put on this platform isn't going to be for everybody. And I'm perfectly okay with that. Like, I am not going to cry if somebody chooses to not listen to the material that go through these airways on this podcast. But I wanted to have inclusivity. (laughs) I can't talk. I wanted to have that inclusiveness for everyone. You know, so if a person that is yellow, like my daughter likes to tell me I am, chooses that she needs a pick-me-up or he needs a pick-me-up they can put on the living room podcast and relate to something that's being said like I just wanted to really bring that and I just want to say like I have been wanting to do a podcast for forever like there was a time a year or two years ago where I was doing this thing called talk about it Tuesdays And I would just get on Instagram live and I would talk about it, you know, whatever it was. We had no views, but I would do it because it was part. I knew it was bigger than me. I knew it was bigger than what it was at the time. Like I've had other ideas that I've come up with for the podcast. And honestly, like none of it stuck because I don't think those were the intentions. Like granted, they all kind of had the same inspiration of course and the same motivation behind it the names were different the content was going to be a little different and then I just prayed about it honestly and it was sticking with me so much it wasn't like an idea that you get and then after not doing it for a month it disappeared like no like this was literally like something that just stayed in my spirit and would not go away Until one moment, I kid y'all not, I was laying in bed and I had been having like this week where I was just really talking to God and asking him, like, show me my purpose. Because if I am in this world and I am living this life, but I am not fulfilling my purpose, am I really living? Like, that's literally where I was when everything came together with the vision for my podcast. And I I prayed like I had already been in this ongoing conversation with God where I was praying and I am asking and I am desiring for something to just make sense for me about my life in general and my purpose in general. And I lay down and I tried to go to bed. And it was as though God tapped me on his shoulder, on my shoulder, himself, literally tapped me and spoke to me the vision. And and usually when I get, this is how I know it was God and not just an idea. 
usually when I get an idea, I'm like, okay, I'll remember that in the morning. I'll write it down. I'll go over it. I'm going to bed. Like it's lights out. It was so powerful in that moment where I instantly got up. It was like on the movies when people jump up like they had a bad dream. I instantly just jumped up and wrote everything down. And the more I wrote, the more he talked. And I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I don't know what the end result is going to be, but I'm going to do it. And it was so crazy because during this time where I was at and where I'm asking God to show me my purpose, I'm asking God to just reveal to me, what is it that you need from me? What am I put here to do? Because we all have a purpose. Let's just say that and put that out there right now. We all have a purpose. A lot of us sleep on our purpose. A lot of us decline our purpose, but we all have a purpose. I was sharing with people and I was like, you know, God is like instructions for a project you put together, like a computer desk, for example. You know, inside of it are the parts for the computer desk. But you have to read the instructions to figure out how to put it together. And God is quite similar. God is going to give you the picture of what the desk can look like. But you have to physically do the work to get there. And I was in that place where I was constantly telling myself that. I was constantly sharing it with my friends around me. And as I was going through this very moment where it's like God just woke me up and began to speak to me about the podcast and about my purpose. Literally, that analogy crossed my mind in that moment and it began to make more sense to me. It began to make more sense in the aspect of you can't keep asking God for your purpose and show you your purpose. And what am I doing here if you're not putting the work in? And to be very honest with y'all. I was not putting the work in. It was like, okay, I want to do this. I've been wanting to do this for years, but I sat on it. God ain't going to bless that. (laughs) God is not going to do nothing with that because he is Lord of Lord, King of Kings, not a magician, not here for our entertainment. So needless to say, (laughs) the Living Room Podcast is about creating that safe space and creating that environment where I can inspire other people to get up, get up, go do what you need to do to be a better you, get up, go be better, go be great, go help somebody else. Like stop crying about it and just fix it. Stop crying about it and just do it. And the podcast is also a reminder for me Those very same words, get up, get it done. Like, I kid y'all not, I have, even with the podcast, since doing, implementing, and making the first step, like, I've still had moments where I've struggled to actually record because it is time-consuming. It it does, it it takes work, it takes effort, Um, not to mention In my daily life, what I have to do, being a partner, being a mom, being a daughter, being a business owner, you know, having a a career like I already have a lot on my plate. But the thing is, you ask for this, sister, you pray for this. You wanted to know your purpose, right? Okay, do it. (laughs) like I've shown you your purpose so you have to keep going you have to keep pushing so basically that answers that that's what the living room podcast is for it's to create a safe space for people it's to be a, a area of protection for you to laugh for you to cry if you need to like this this podcast is doggone near gonna be Pandora's box because anything you need or want to do is gonna be here now we ain't doing nothing crazy so don't have no ideas okay we're gonna keep it very PG maybe PG 13 ish but I just wanted to create a safe space because the world is not safe life is not safe depression is not safe Being miserable is not safe. Being sad is not safe. Like, 
that's not cool. None of that stuff is cool. None of that stuff is okay because society likes to make it seem like bad situations are okay and bad situations aren't supposed to be talked about negative. We talking about it all in the living room. This is where we're going to call a spade a spade. Okay. This is where we are going to do whatever we need to do to figure our crap out and work through it and do whatever. Um, so yeah, that's that on the living room podcast and why I decided to create it. Okay. So now that we've got that out of the way, the what of the living room podcast, um, be sure to share it. Be sure to share it with y'all's family, y'all's friends, y'all pets, because I want to help the people. I want to get out there with the people. And then that was another thing. Like, I'll be honest, was like a big issue of mine was like, okay, you want to do this, but you're sitting on it. Like you're not advertising it. You're not really pushing it. So, you know, like we all have things that we can be better at. My thing is like, um, how should I say this? Trusting myself. Because for me, y'all, I come up with like so many ideas and it's like, okay, I have an idea, but will everybody else like this? And then it's like, I have to realize it don't matter if everybody like it or not. It's my idea. Like it's what makes it even more special, even more authentic because it's mine, you know? But anyways, yeah, definitely tell your mama, your daddy, your grandma, your uncle, your niece, your nephew, your dog, your man, your man that's not your man. Your man, that's maybe your man, whatever. Tell everybody to listen to the Living Room Podcast with Adrienne. Um, and then, y'all, I'm even trying to do better with, like, episodes. Because my goal is to have two episodes, uh, Tuesday and Thursday, at some point in the month. So, at first, I was like, I want to commit to two episodes every week, Tuesday and Thursday. We got about four weeks in a month. Four times two is eight. That means eight episodes. I'm going to be honest with y'all. That's a lot, right? So I've decided, you know what? I am going to do Tuesday, Thursday, drop an episode on one of two days. And we're going to see how many I can do in a month. So definitely be looking for new episodes on either a Tuesday or a Thursday. You just got to check. You just this is going to be my way to get y'all to come back because I can't just keep on dragging y'all. Y'all got to want to come back. So, yeah, we definitely are going to get more consistent with the episodes. I'm going to get more consistent with the episodes. I have so much that's like in in stored for the podcast. I have so much I want to do. I'm so happy, but. I am going to need the engagement in order to really make it happen. But y'all, when I say I am happy about this, I'm so happy about this. And guess what? Even if I don't get the engagement, I'm going to still be happy about it. I'm going to still do it. And that's how I want y'all to be with whatever y'all working on in life or wherever y'all at. Even if you don't get the applause, keep on doing it. Because guess what? They might not clap, but they watching. Okay? So, yeah, keep that in mind. But anywho... So as y'all know, in the last episode, I was telling y'all how March was Women's History Month and I want to do like the woman of the hour every episode. Last episode, we did Beyonce, of course, because it was only right. Um, This episode, woman of the hour, I told y'all, wasn't no structure put into this episode because I wanted it to be real raw and I wanted to get down to business and just basically tell y'all like, you know, what the Living Room Podcast was. Got a couple trending topics and all that good stuff, but ain't no real structure to this episode. So y'all just keep rocking with me. Like if you've made it to this far in the episode, you might as well go ahead and finish. Like you already here. So you might as well go ahead and finish. Anyways, um, woman of the hour, I'ma just be a narcissist and I'm gonna say I am the woman of the hour. <laughs> because yeah, I mean, why not? Why not have it be me? I mean, I'm pretty amazing. If I must say so myself, um, no, honestly and truly, Woman of the Hour goes out to any single mother. Um, and that's like Women of the Hour. Um, just want to take a moment to really appreciate and really give the single moms flowers, uh, regardless of 
what your race is, where you are in life. I want to give single moms flowers. Definitely, definitely, definitely going to highlight our black queens, though, because the society that we live in now makes life so hard for the black woman. And I don't understand that. I cannot wrap my head around why life is so opposed to the black woman. But for that, I just want to give us our flowers. Not only just the black woman, but our black princesses that who the queens could possibly be raising as single moms. Me, myself, I am a single mom to a very, very, very beautiful little girl. And, and might I add, she's a brown skinned girl. So that just makes her even more special. Um, but I just want to commend every single mom. Keep doing what you're doing. Life gets hard. It does seem like you can't make it, but you can. You Not only can you, but you will. Um, and I saw something the other day on social media, and I don't know the lady. Um, it was like one of those things where like a bunch of people had shared it. Like she lives nowhere near me, but so many people had seen it and shared it. Basically, it was like a suicide note that she decided to type up and post on Facebook. And the beginning of it goes, and this is verbatim, um, don't for one second think I took my life because I was tired of my kids or I was tired of being a mom. I love my kids. Please tell them I love them and this is not their fault. But what I was tired of is being a mom all by myself. And when I tell y'all, Reading that hit so different for me. It hit so different for me because as I was reading this this two sentences already, I felt where this lady was coming from. Don't know this lady, never seen this lady a day in my life, but I felt where she was coming from as a single mom. And it is so hard to to wake up every day knowing that no matter what you face, no matter what you go through, you have to be okay. Not for you, not for your friends, but for your kids, for your children, for your child. You have to be okay because you are literally all they have. And I am highlighting single moms but I'm not going to discredit and act like single dads don't exist because I was raised by my father um, at one point. Like my dad has always been my sole provider, even when him and my mom were married. But, you know, there was a time period where it was just me and my father. And I am forever thankful for everything he has ever done for me. And there is literally no way, shape or form I could ever repay that man. And it's not about repaying him, but it's just like when you know, you know. Um, but anyways, when I read that, like my heart sunk that this woman, whoever she is, whatever she was dealing with, it was that stressful to where she had to take her life and to know that it was dedicated to a reason that is so not fair because another person chooses to not be there chooses to just abandon all responsibility like that sucks bro that sucks and as a society we have to do better we have to do better for the sake of the lives that we bring here we have to do better for the sake of them because they don't ask to be here and they don't deserve anything other than great treatment and it's like she her kids were probably already experiencing a hurt from the absence of the other parent, but now they don't even have her. So the love that they were receiving at some point from their mom is now taken from them because of someone else, because it literally was too much for her to bear. The stress was too much for her to bear. Um, and it's a pretty, pretty, pretty lengthy paragraph. Uh, but it goes on to say, being resentful because their dad had the option of doing whatever he wants and could choose when to be a parent when it best fit him. My Lord. Mm, mm, mm. 
Lord have mercy. I was tired of waking up every day and going to sleep and doing it over and over again, making sure three whole lives were at all times functioning and thriving. Let me tell y'all something. I have a hard time making sure my life is put together. So I don't know how this lady did it for three tiny humans. Like, Luckily, where I'm at in life and luckily the relationship my daughter and I are building because my daughter is only a toddler. So we are still building our dynamic. Basically, like we just we figuring this out. We we figuring this out together. <laughs> and I love my baby. Like the love I have for my daughter is literally not even explainable. Like if you know me, then you already know. Like, Alani is my homie. Like, she's my daughter, but she is my homie. Um, but it's hard. It's hard. And to know, like, to read this and see this lady had three kids? What? Like, sis, like, my heart, y'all, when I say my heart hurt from reading it, and it took crazy enough, like, I saw it. I read the first like two sentences and I had to screenshot it just to go back to it and read it. So this is only the second time I've actually really read this. The first time once I actually like screenshotted it and went back, I kind of skimmed through it. But like just really reading this and processing it and talking about it, you know, it's a lot. And I hate this. I hate this for I hate that this was her option. I hate that this is what her kids were left with because, you know, she felt like that that was the only choice that she had to escape the burden that she felt, the pain that she felt. Like, I hate that. And I don't want any woman to ever feel that way. Like, I wish there was a way to do away with that. Not just any woman, but of course, like I said, I'm not negating the fact that there are dads that are single fathers because not not all women are perfect. Not all women choose to stay, but... The vast majority is single moms. And like I said, I just want to commend the single moms. Like I this it's a very long status that she made. Basically, like I said, it was a suicide note. Um, and she just kind of posted, I guess, for her family and friends to see it that way. Um and I thought I was gonna be able to finish it, but y'all, I literally can't because it's 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 saddening. It's very saddening, um, but needless to say to all of the moms out there that are working hard, that feel like you are at your wits end, please don't give up. Please keep going. Please keep on doing everything that you need to do to make it. Please keep on going. And and let me tell you something. God is so good because I told y'all I had no structure for this show. No structure at all. This morning when I woke up, because every morning I always read the verse of the day before I start my day. I always dedicate the first part of my day to God. I always do that. The scripture today was so amazing. And I promise y'all, this is how I know God is absolutely positively amazing. And this is probably like a different version that y'all are experiencing of me because I'm always like laughs and and jokes, which that's who I am by nature. But Y'all, God is so good. This scripture I read today is 1 Peter 5 and 10. And it says, And after you suffer for a short time, God who gives all grace will make everything right. He will make you strong and support you and keep you from falling. He called you to share in his glory in Christ, a glory that will continue forever. Now, when I read that this morning, I had no idea that that would tie into this very moment for me to reshare that with however many people are going to listen. So if you don't believe me when I say hang in there, if you don't believe me when I say God will never leave you nor forsake you, it's in the word. And if you need to fact check it, go to first Peter five and ten. He, he said it. It's there. God is not a man that he should lie. It's there. He's going to be there for you. So to whomever that message is for, please do not give up. Even if you're not a single mom, even if you ain't got no kids, you could be getting ready to take the most important 
exam of your life. Please do not give up. Study it. Learn it. Do whatever you got to do to come out on the other side smiling. You do it, but you don't give up because it's in the word that after you suffer for a short time, God, who gives all grace, will make everything right. I want to make sure y'all heard that part. He will make everything right. Not some things, not one thing. It says he will make everything right. So don't give up. Stay encouraged. Okay. If you don't do nothing else, if you don't listen to nothing else, I say stay encouraged. It's going to be okay. Um, so yeah, that's that. That's woman of the hour. See, we getting there. We getting there. We, we getting some progress. Like I said, we might not had no real run of the show, no real structure. We ain't got no guests. Y'all probably turned it on. It was like, oh man, ain't no guests. She ain't putting no description talking about the guests. I ain't listening. Mm-mm. No, no, no. It's episode three. It's just me and you. Okay. And we are going to kick it. We are going to kick it. So, yeah, that's that. Um, Aside from that, I've been watching this show. I mentioned it on the last episode, Love Island. And y'all, when I tell you I have so many questions, <laughs> when I tell you I literally have so many questions, I think my first question is, is the dating pool really that bad? Like, y'all gonna have to write in and let me know. And, and, and speaking of writing in, that's a new segment also that I'm gonna introduce. Might as well tell y'all about it now. From now on, question and answers are gonna be a thing here. So if you have a question that you feel like your friends are just gonna answer the way you want them to answer it, don't even ask them. Just come straight to me. Email your question in to tlrpodcast01 at gmail.com. You can tell me if you want to remain anonymous or if you don't care about people knowing. But if you have a question, if you need advice, if you just want to talk, show our email some love. We're going to start reading those on the episodes probably towards the end of it um but yeah note that jot that down remember it tlrpodcast01 at com. but I, I really have a question is the dating pool really that bad because me myself I am so blessed God loves me Jesus really does love me I haven't had to worry about that um for a while now um, and I am, I love it here. I love it where I'm at. Oh my gosh. I love it. But for those of you who ain't really made it there yet, for those of y'all who are still in Egypt and God ain't quite delivered y'all from over there, is the dating pool that bad? Like bad enough where you got to really go on TV and be looking for love and be acting a behind. And I know like me and my friend girl discussed it on episode two and I agree with her. A lot of people do do it for the wrong reasons. A lot of people do do it for the clout that they know is going to come with it once they're done or the check that they're going to get if they win. But it's like even outside of watching Love Island, y'all, I be seeing some of the craziest stuff on like social media and just hearing it from other people. And I'm like, is it really that bad? Because there is no way at my age, in my status, in where I'm at in life, speaking for me, I could be dealing with some of the stuff that single people are dealing with. There is absolutely positively no way. So I'm just curious, is the dating pool really that bad? Because I know before I left it, it was it was very much giving ghetto vibes. It was very much giving ghetto vibes. I'm not even going to lie. It it wasn't conducive for anybody. But it seems like since I left it, it definitely got like 10 times worse. Like it's given prison break when 
Michael and Lincoln were finally escaping. And they had everybody go crazy for him to distract the guards. Like, it's given that. And if y'all don't know what I'm talking about, you really have not lived yet. You need to go watch Prison Break. You're going to know exactly what I'm talking about. But is it that bad? And, like, where, why? Who gave the dating pool the audacity to be that bad so i'm watching the show i'm on season three by now i think the last time we talked y'all i was like halfway through season one i've been watching it watching it that's probably why y'all ain't had no new episode because i've been watching it watching it and to make the situation worse my daddy been watching it so we kind of like tag teaming it together because i'm waiting on him so we can talk about the other people and talk about the other episodes so i'm invested at this point right like I full blown think I really know these people and I'm ready to figure out how to call them so I can let them know if they changed a couple things, they wouldn't be needing to be on Love Island to begin with. But that's beside the fact. So I'm watching it earlier on my lunch break because what else am I supposed to do on my lunch break? Maybe eat. Not important. I'm gonna watch Love Island. And there is a conversation between the girl and the guy and in this particular conversation these two were coupled up at the very beginning of the show the man decided that he wanted to uncouple with her to couple up with another girl in the house only to two or three episodes later say I don't want to be coupled up with her anymore I want you again my original partner after you have come back in the house coupled up with somebody new to the house like y'all it's definitely like young and the restless but a version we can all relate to follow me it might be a little confusing but just keep following me i promise you we're gonna get there anyways so they're having this conversation and the old girl for the boy is sorry no no the new girl for the boy is asking him like what do you want like you are giving me confusion you are giving me confused vibes like just let me know what you want i kid y'all not the answer he gives her is this i want you to be happy now let me just say this anytime i've ever told somebody I want you to be happy in a situation where we were going our separate ways at the very beginning. I'm going to be perfectly honest. If it had just happened, I didn't really want you to be happy. So that's how I know he was lying. Let me just start there. And I don't think that he was saying it in the sense of, oh, I don't want you to be happy. I want you to be miserable. I think he was saying in the sense of, I know what I want, but I don't want to straight up tell you. So I'm going to just say, I want you to be happy. And she was like, okay, but I'm happy with you. So what does that mean? And let me tell y'all why this made me mad. Let me tell you why this made me mad. If you haven't figured it out already. It made me mad because as a woman, I was able to know that what he really was saying to her is, I don't want you. And she was unable to read between the lines because she was so focused on getting him to say, I want you, I choose you, like Meredith did with Derek, that she completely ignored that because she was seeking an answer so bad that she knew she wasn't going to get. So she asked him again, like, what, what do you want? Like, what is it that you need? Because I'm confused. You're confusing me. And with a straight face, he looks at her and goes, I just want you to be happy. Whatever happiness looks like for you. And she's telling him, like, you are what looks like happiness for me. Like, I want you. But she still wasn't getting it. So it was really needless to say making me very upset because, sis, this is not, he doesn't want this. This is not what he wants. I don't want you looking crazy on TV, even though you might be getting a check to look crazy. It's bothering my spirit. That you are on here looking crazy. So I'm just like, why do people avoid the red flags? Because he was giving her a clear answer 
And she was like purposefully ignoring the red flags. And I'm thinking like, is the dating pool that bad to where that's what you have to do? Like, do you have to ignore the red flags to do? It's a question. It's really a question. I need y'all to let me know. So y'all got to use that email. TLR podcast zero one at gmail.com to let me know because I'm utterly confused right now. Don't be out here doing that. Just just don't be doing that, y'all. That ain't it. Okay. I mean, if that's what you really choose to do, if that's really what your heart desires, then go off, go crazy. I commence thee. But in real life, it's not that deep. We we not gonna get mm mm. We not gonna do that. We not gonna get that deep. But anyways, that was literally like my question of the day because that really made me mad. If y'all can't tell, I was really um passionate about that because I'm just sitting here looking at her and I'm like, girl, if you ask him one more time and expect a different answer, I am I'm going to be very 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 upset, very upset. Um, so yeah, anyways, told y'all ain't no structure to the show. So we just going to move on to the next thing. I am going to partake in using a random number generator to answer a few questions, um, to give you guys for one more conversation for two, a better glimpse of who your host is. Because how y'all going to be listening to me and don't really have a glimpse of who I am? You know, just give y'all a little bit, not too much. Because if you give somebody too much, y'all know the saying, if you give them an inch, they'll take a mile. And we ain't doing that. So I'm going to give y'all a little bit. Um, So random number generator. I pulled it up already. I pressed it. It gave me 13. So I'm going to go ahead and read question number 13. Um. Ooh, these questions are good. And it says, if you could go back (laughs) and give your 18-year-old self one piece of advice, what would it be? Ooh, oh my gosh. These feel like, these are like the first date questions. Okay, Google. Um, If I could go back and give my 18-year-old self one piece of advice, what would it be? Who Go to the Navy. I I kid y'all not. It would be go to the Navy. Um, Funny story about that. I wanted to go to the Navy when I graduated high school um, because I knew I knew in my soul I always wanted to be an entrepreneur because I had watched my dad become an entrepreneur with no college. I had seen my mom run businesses with, you know, no college. So I was like, I just want to be an entrepreneur. I just want to own my own business. I want to do my own thing. Nothing really is interesting me with school, the idea of doing anything. Like, it's not interesting. You know, I know I didn't, I knew I didn't want to go to college, but I was like, I have to do something until I can become an entrepreneur. So I took the ASVAB test, did amazing on it, talked to recruiters, you know, and was all set to go. And in this process, might I add, my dad had already told me you have two options. Either you go to college or you join the military. So whenever I heard him say that, I was like, you know what, sir, that's actually right up my alley because I really want to do the Navy anyway. So let me go ahead and do what I got to do. Y'all, the people called me a few days before graduation to confirm, um, not like a few days before you know how people, black people talk a few days before, it'd be like a whole month. Um, they called me before graduation to confirm that I was still interested in enlisting. Because, you know, there's like a whole process you have to do or whatever. And I was like, yeah, you know, I am actually like I really am. I hadn't applied to nobody's college, y'all. Because I was serious. I did not want to do it. And then he had already told me, you got two choices, military or college, sir. I choose military. That's what he told me. I believed him. Um, 
so I, you know, I'm happy. Like the man telling me, okay, you can come by the office this date and we're going to talk about it with your parent and go over everything in detail. Oh, I'm pumped. I'm happy. At the time, the Navy had the blue uniforms. This was before they did the switch and everybody wears the green now. They had the blue uniforms. I was so excited. I was happy. I was just ready, y'all. Ready. I went to my dad and he laughed. <laughs> he laughed and said, are you stupid? You think I'm letting you join the Navy? Like, it was never really an option, sis. And I'm like, but you said. So, anyways, if I could go back to being 18, I would definitely tell myself, girl, go to the Navy. Your daddy will be okay when you are turning 30, retiring, and can live the life you want and do whatever, he'll be okay. He'll been and forgave you by then. So yeah, needless to say, it would definitely be that. Um, Let's see. I'm going to go ahead and generate a new number. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. 23. Okay. Let's see. What's 23? Mm. Ooh. If you won $10 million tomorrow, what would you spend it on? Mm, okay. First and foremost, I would pay my tithes. Um, got to start there. We ain't even finna play with the Lord like that. Definitely got to do that. Um, after that, I would definitely allocate like half of it, at least half, maybe more than half, into some type of, you know, savings or a trust fund or something of that nature for my daughter. Um, and then just also have a savings for myself. I mean, honestly, $10 million, like the way the world is now, I wouldn't get to spend that all in a life anyway. Um, cause, cause y'all cutting up in, in the Lord's streets, y'all doing a whole lot out there. Like, you know, the book of revelations don't exist, but, um, yeah, definitely with tithe, save, um, Baby, I am going to buy the Eiffel Tower. I don't want to go see it. I'm going to go buy the Eiffel Tower. Me and my baby are going to buy the Eiffel Tower. And then we are going to sit in it and drink tea and eat pastries. For sure. Um, And then aside from that, of course, duh, business investments. Why would I not? Like... I have $10 million. I could buy tomorrow. What do you mean? What am I going to do with it? Um, but yeah, probably, you know, something of that nature, you know? I mean, $10 million, honestly, truly, if you wrap your head around it, that's so much money. Like, I personally, I'm a person that doesn't really live like a lavish lifestyle. Granted, I do have a particular taste when it comes to certain things, but I am well within a reasonable mind of not being like crazy about it. Like I, I, I would probably get the 10 million and be not want to spend it. Like I would get the 10 million and continue to work my job, continue to run my business, never touch the 10 million, but continue to live off of the income I have already. That's the kind of person I am in reality. So yeah, I would probably be a boring person to some if I got, 10 million dollars um let's see question i'm gonna do this question and then i'm gonna do one more um i got number 45 and this question says what occupation other than your own would you like to try hmm what occupation other than your own would you like to try Possibly, potentially, only for like two hours-ish, maybe a truck driver. Because I want to know what's been keeping my daddy excited for so long. And if y'all play with me and say something cute or funny, just know Jesus heard you. Um, But probably a drug driver because I would want to get in the idea of what my dad experiences. Like, if you know me, you know, my dad is my superhero. He is my best friend. Um, So just to know, like, what he endures to 
support me um growing up and even to this day like if i i know if i truly needed anything my dad would always be there for me so i would want to see what that embody but i wouldn't want to do like a whole day because i gotta take a shower I got to take a shower. I need to use the restroom with the lights off and the vent running. Don't have time to play with public bathrooms. Yeah. mm -mm. It's not time for me to take a break yet. Like, yeah, I couldn't do a whole day of it. Maybe like two hours just to kind of really get a feel for it, you know. Um, but after that, I think I, I I would be good if I had to do it as an occupation. Now, if I had to just be with him and shadow him, that would be fine, you know, but you want me to do this job? Please make this load very light. Please make it very close. Um, so yeah, I would have to go with picking my dad's occupation of a, a truck driver. Um, and then here we go. Let's see how good this question going to be, y'all. This is going to be the last question I'm going to do. Last question I'm going to do. I'm going to do, I'm going to do. Let me go ahead and generate a new number. 49. Uh, Let's see. <laughs> the, the question goes, what's one question you wish I'd ask? You wish I'd ask you and how would you have answered? Um, Nothing. Because y'all already in my business. <laughs> just kidding um mm, I don't really know like that's a crazy question I'm gonna be honest like I found this list on the google and I'm I'm realizing that it's like giving a pod a host interview questions for a guest but since it's just me I'm gonna go ahead and pick another one I'm not gonna cheat y'all okay 48 oh what are three other podcasts you'd recommend to it says my audience, but I'm going to say to the audience and why. Um, three other podcasts. First and foremost, I would rec- recommend Woman Evolve by Pastor Sarah Jakes Roberts. Love that podcast. Absolutely, positively love it. Love her. Definitely that one. Um, a newer podcast. They only have one episode out right now, but I really enjoy it. Is The Grow Zone with shawnee and keon henderson love them love them love them pastor henderson that is um and then another one that isn't a podcast it's more of a radio show but definitely gonna throw it out there is straight from the heart with kevin hart um it only comes on Sirius though so if you don't have a subscription to Sirius, you wouldn't be able to listen to that one the other two are available wherever you play your podcast at so yeah definitely try those three out y'all I absolutely love them like they all give me a wonderful dynamic and balance for life and yeah I would highly recommend those three to anybody who's interested or needs to listen to anything um if I had to throw in another one just for like, you know, honorable mention, I really like On Another Note by Raven Elise. She is also one of my favorite YouTubers. Um, Yeah, anyways, check those out. Let me know what y'all think. Put that in the email too. TLRpodcast01 at gmail.com. Let me know if y'all listen to those podcasts. Let me know if y'all like them. You know what I'm saying? And until next time, y'all, stay motivated, stay encouraged, stay blessed. Don't give up. Peace. Am I the only one to ever notice that some of the most profound conversations happen in the living room? I would like to welcome you on a journey with me, a journey with no judgment, rules, or real answers. If you're interested, be sure to check out all new episodes of the Living Room Podcast with Adrienne every Tuesday and Thursday. Bye for now.